Shabbat shalom. I'd like to welcome 26 Israeli educators from all over Israel who are with us and celebrating Shabbat with us. Welcome. They are what's called Tali educators, a unique approach to education that seeks to strengthen knowledge of Jewish texts and traditions in Israeli schools. The educators are in the United States to learn more about different modes of Jewish practice here that might stimulate new approaches in their pedagogy in Israel. Prior to the service, we had an opportunity to sit down and raise all of the problems and challenges of the Jewish world, and you will be pleased to know that we resolved them all. <laughs> you can rest easy on this Shabbat. There are no problems. All of them have been fixed. Friends, you're among family here. How good it is for brothers and sisters to dwell together in peace. It's a great joy and an honor for us to have you come to our synagogue and celebrate Shabbat with us. It's especially meaningful that we have this opportunity to comfort one another a day after the hideous terror attack in Tel Aviv. We grieve with and offer condolences to the 14 Israelis who have been murdered in the past two weeks across the country. And we pray for a refuah a speedy and full recovery of the body and of the spirit for those who have been wounded. Our synagogue is not neutral on Israel. We are not neutral on Judaism, and we are not neutral on the Jewish people. That's not our job, to be neutral. We are passionate partisans. We will always stand by Israel's side, no matter what. We will never abandon Israel or give aid and comfort to Israel's enemies. No matter the grievance, we will never justify, whitewash, or excuse terror. And we will always support Israel's right and moral obligation to defend itself against all attacks. We're not uncritical. An uncritical Jew is a contradiction in terms. There was never, and there never will be, such a creature. We are a highly contentious People, we've always been this, that way. We like ourselves this way. While not uncritical, we are unconditionally bound to each other. You and Israel are bound to us as well. Kol Yisrael arevin ze baze. All Jews are responsible one for the other. The fate of one Jew is the fate of all Jew. Whether we live in Brussels, Budapest, Berlin, Buenos Aires, Barcelona, Bordeaux, Baltimore, or Beersheba. I was in Tel Aviv two weeks ago. I strolled Dizengoff Street several times and frequently passed the very bar that was assaulted last night. 
Tel Aviv is the heart of Israel. And Dizengoff Street is the heart of Tel Aviv. It was purposely targeted yesterday, Thursday, at around 9 p.m., when Israelis begin weekend celebrations. The restaurants and bars on Thursday evening in Tel Aviv are packed, especially with young people out for a good time. There is a zest for life that is indomitable in Israel. Tel Aviv is one of the great cities of the world. Finally, in December, for the first time in three years, we will be traveling to, to Israel on our synagogue mission. I urge you to register early for those who have never been, and even for those who haven't been in three years. You'll be amazed at the energy of this city. First of all, there's construction everywhere. You can't even walk one block in central Tel Aviv without dodging some massive building going up or older buildings coming down. Construction of the new Tel Aviv subway is all over the place. Tel Aviv is a world center of finance, technology, security systems, science, medicine, the arts, fashion. It's now a culinary destination. People go to Israel to eat used to be that Israelis didn't have time to even think about food. You'd walk into a little corner or establishment and they'd ask you what you wanted, and if you responded, what are my choices, they would answer yes or no. <laughs> now, Israel exports the most groundbreaking chefs. By the way, I studied with Israel's most famous chef. I was in high school with him. People flock to Tel Aviv because they want to be part of its vigor and vitality. It is a live and let live city. Recently voted the most gay-friendly city in the world. It's a fun place. Like Israel itself, Tel Aviv pulsates with energy and ingenuity and restless talent world-class talent. The numbers of geniuses nurtured in Israel, the Nobel Prize winners, the brilliant authors, the world-class musicians, the great universities, the amazing scientists and medical centers, the high-tech entrepreneurs that changed the world. It boggles the mind how this happened and how it happened so quickly. A hundred years ago, Tel Aviv was only sand dunes. Tel Aviv is joy of life, liberalism, freedom, ambition, and it is this that our enemies hate and envy. Do not underestimate the role of envy that drives extremism. Our guests are here today to learn from us. So too, we have much to learn from Israelis. 
Israelis teach us how to yearn for normalcy in an abnormal region. Israelis possess a fierce desire to carry on no matter what. And not simply to carry on, but to live life in living color, ingenuity, vivacity, beauty, the drive to compete with the best in the world, and to live unapologetically and unreservedly proud and free. It's an amazing thing. Israelis never feel sorry for themselves. You go to a terrorist place 24 or 48 hours later, you can almost not see memory of what happened there before two or three days. Israelis don't lament their fate. They do not despair. They offer the world an astounding example of prevailing over adversity. Look at what a people can do with a sliver of territory and an opportunity for self-determination. There are people who know how to deal with terrorists in Israel. In the meantime, life goes on. There is more to do, more to accomplish, more to love, more to embrace, more to discover, more to enjoy for all of the fleeting days granted us under the sun. Love of life bubbles up from every street corner and every fashion house, art gallery, and concert hall in Tel Aviv, from every high-tech hub and every citadel of higher learning. Israelis embrace life with voracious abandon. They love life. They rejoice in life. They reject disillusion and despair. Hamas and Islamic Jihad celebrated yesterday's attacks in Tel Aviv. They regularly predict Israel's demise because, as they explain, we, Hamas and Islamic Jihad, we love death more than you love life. They're clueless. Love of life ultimately prevails. Russia's horrific and brutal invasion of Ukraine should be a clarifying moment for Jews, but also for the Western world. The yearning for peace must rest on the willingness to defend yourself. One of the central lessons of Jewish existence is that powerlessness leads to catastrophe for Jews. A people could never put itself at the mercy of the marauding beasts. It can never depend on outsiders for protection. They won't come. They won't come to save you. Powerlessness leads to more abuse, not less. It leads to the strong savaging the weak, especially in the Middle East. Open up any newspaper on any given day and see the truth for yourself. 
Zionism is about empowerment, to rewrite the Jewish story in the annals of history, not as a victim, but as a proactive agent of progress and social repair. And what we have discovered is what other nations have discovered too. Wielding power is fraught with potential for arrogance and excess. But Jewish history proves to us emphatically that it is far better to have power and to struggle with its moral dilemmas of wielding it than to be powerless and at the mercy of the dark lords. I love Shabbat in Tel Aviv. I love standing on the promenade at around 11 a.m., the sea at my face, this amazing city at my back. For me, 11 o'clock on Shabbat morning in Tel Aviv is often a moment more pregnant with spiritual meaning than even Shabbat at 11 o'clock in a synagogue. I just stand and look at the ocean, contemplating the history of our people in the West, beyond the horizon, filled with many accomplishments, but also so many trials, tribulations, and tragedies. All the while, behind me, steady streams of Israeli families, rivers of Israeli families, make their way north to the old port, now a magnet for Shabbat brunch. Every family carries multiple children with them, some old enough to walk, others in baby carriages. You get caught in traffic jams of baby carriages on Shabbat in Tel Aviv. And I always think to myself, this is what true freedom means for Jews to spend Shabbat in Tel Aviv, to stroll the promenade in the promised land, the gentle breezes blowing in from beyond the horizons of Jewish history, is to feel a sense of Jewish ease and contentment that no Jew has experienced in 2,000 years. In flying to Israel, upon my first glance of the Tel Aviv skyline, in final descent above Ben-Gurion Airport, the white city slowly emerging from the Azure Sea, I often recite to myself these words from the prophet Amos. 
ושבתי את שבות עמי ישראל. ובנו ערים נשמות וישב. I will restore my people Israel. They shall rebuild ruined cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink their wine. They shall till gardens and eat their fruit. And I will plant them on their own soil, never more to be uprooted from the soil I have given them. Ruined cities are rebuilt, the people restored. Never more to be uprooted from the soil of the promised land. 